This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our Sunday night uh, wrap-up podcast after what was a uh, very positive week for Sunday. In the NFL, I mean, it's, uh, you have to pinch yourself a little bit and get used to the Sundays where the Giants go to 3-1. and one. Yeah, I know it was against the Bears, but they were resourceful. We'll get to that in a second. And then the Jets come from behind in Pittsburgh. They've already showed you they can be road warriors this year. They've also showed you that the game is never over. And now with their young quarterback back in the saddle, they uh, come from behind and win the game to go to two and two. So both teams win a month into the season, four weeks into the season. The Jets are at two and two, getting ready to face the Dolphins at home, a trip to Green Bay, a trip to Denver, and then the Pats in the next four games. And the Giants, who will at three and one head to London to take on the Packers, then get the Ravens at home and a trip to Jacksonville coming up in the next couple of weeks. So uh, four games in, and you always look at the NFL season in quarters. The Giants find themselves at 3-1. and one. The loss, of course, to the Cowboys, who are a surprising 3-1. to one. We'll get to that when we go around the league. And the Jets at 2-2. Two and two. Let's start with the Giants, who had to overcome the injury to not one Jones with his ankle injury but two quarterbacks, and then showed some resourcefulness. I told you before the season even started that what I saw from the Giants were two things. One, that Dable had put together a good staff. And two, that he seemed very comfortable as a head coach. The team was crisp. He seemed like he knew what he wanted to do. Very few times as he looked, looked in any way to be off his game. Well, again, today, when they needed to be resourceful, they needed to not panic, they did that, going to the Wildcat, obviously with two quarterbacks down. Jones going down after scoring two touchdowns, and the Giants ran the ball for a 265 today. Another good game from Barkley, who looks to be completely back with 146. Jones, who... As we know, the best attribute he has as a quarterback is his legs. Six for 68 and two touchdowns. Very rare do you see a team have a quarterback score two on the ground in a day where they rush for well over 200 yards uh, and have another back kick in with uh, 146. But it was a day where they ran the ball very well. They were resourceful in the Wildcat. They kept the Bears out of the end zone. The Bears have very little in the way of offense. We know that. They were a little banged up in key spots, so were the Giants. But the Giants found a way to get another W again. Have they been overly impressive? No. Have they won three out of four? Yes. Do they have a passing game? No. A big part of that being that their offensive line has trouble protecting the quarterback. 
they're clearly run blocking on a higher, much higher level. And number two, they don't have any wide receivers. The guys, they either, they've either had injuries or they're just not doing the job or they're still banged up. And they really just have very little in the way of a passing attack. And the next couple of weeks against Green Bay, against the Ravens, who are going to be very much in need of the game when they face the Giants two weeks after what happened today. Even Jacksonville with the defense they're playing, you know, they were right in that game today. They just turned the ball over too many times against the Eagles in a 29-21 loss. And they're already 2-2, two and two and they have some playmakers on defense. And Lawrence improving a quarterback. So those games are not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. The Giants are going to have to find a passing game. But what they have done is they have a coach who very much looks the part. They believe in themselves right now and believe in their coaching staff. And they're running the football very well, and Buckley looks like he's his old self. Now to the Jets, I know the Steelers are struggling. But beating them is never easy. And coming from behind is something the Jets seem to do. And let's be honest, the Jets were good on these last two drives, especially the last drive. And today they were opportunistic on defense, forcing the turnovers. We know that there's a lot of instability right now at the quarterback position for the Steelers. They took advantage of that. Put pressure on the quarterback, forced the turnovers, forced the interceptions when Pickett came in the game. You know what? They did, and they even overcame some really stupid penalties. Hall has got to hold on to the ball better. He's got to secure the ball better. What you've seen early on is he's got to be very careful. He's a little bit of a fumble. But he's got ability. They have talent at the wide receiver position, and they've done a nice job, really, of trying to make something, at least today especially, out of that offensive line somehow. Make something out of that. You're talking about makeshift offensive line. Yes, they're going to need more stability. Yes, they're going to face a team like the Dolphins next week who blitz like crazy and are going to really try to put the pressure on the young quarterback with that crazy offensive line. But the bottom line is they have gotten two wins. Yeah, they stole one in Cleveland. So what? Yeah, they were behind again today, and they've been behind in like 9,000 games in a row. But the bottom line is they found a way to win two. Now you want to get picky and say they got to find a way to win at home? Yes, they do. Do they have to mature? Yes, they do. But we talked about them getting something from the coaching staff and getting something from the quarterback position, and today they did. So four weeks in, anyone who would have been told, I'll give you three and one on the Giants and two and two on the Jets, would have jumped to get their hands on it. And that's what we have right now. Now, obviously, we got some injuries to deal with as the Giants get ready to go to London, including what's going on at the quarterback position. We'll let that unfold as the week goes on. They get ready to play a Packer team, which just overcame a very good performance by the Pats, who were down to their third-string quarterback, and the kid came in and played well. And forced overtime. And really, they came very close to winning in overtime before they had a punt on fourth down, and then Rodgers made some plays. But they really had Rodgers under duress a lot today and uh, played well. But the Packers did win. 
And the Packers do find themselves at 3-1 and one as they get ready to face the Giants in London. And, of course, the Dolphins have their own issues at, at, at quarterback before the Jets will see them um, next week. So we'll see what happens as that whole thing, that saga has still got to unfold. But right now, you have to be very pleased with what's going on in New York. Yeah, your first line, I, I, I for one hate London games. Okay, I don't like them. I don't like anything about them. This was a dramatic game today, but I just don't like it. First of all, I don't think the teams play well there. Secondly, I don't like the whole setting. I don't like anything about it, but you know what? You're going to have a couple of them, including today, and, and you live with it. Vikings held off the crazy field goal fest today. Vikings should have put the game away before that. They didn't. Jefferson had a big game after having a nothing game last week. Saints obviously got the long field goal to tie it and then tried to tie it again with the long field goal and it fell short. Um, Playing without Kamara, playing without Winston. And they obviously fall to one and three. The Vikings are three and one, but they are anything but an impressive three and one. You know who's done well so far is the Falcons at, at, at two and two. Give them credit. Give them credit. They've been in all four games. They're two and two. They easily could have another win. And the Browns at two and two have to be, they have to be disappointed. Chubb continued doing what Chubb has done every week. He goes out there and gets 100 and finds the end zone. I mean, that's what he's done every, every week this year. But the Browns at 2-2, two and two, that's not a game they expected to lose. One of the real stories, if not the biggest story, of the first quarter of the season is that the Dallas Cowboys, instead of being written off, are now 3-1 and one because of some good play on defense, no question. But because of Cooper Rush, who is now 4-0 as a starting quarterback and won again today, what a story he is writing as a quarterback for the Cowboys, taking over after Dak gets hurt in a terrible opening loss to the Bucs and you think all is lost, and he turns around and wins for the third straight time, 25-10 over what looks to be a very bad Washington team. What a story it is for the Cowboys to be right there. And how about that division right now? Before the season, everyone said, oh, that division is not that strong. Well, right now, with the Eagles, the only undefeated team with their win today against Jacksonville, with the Giants and the Cowboys at 3-1, and one, how about that division right now? Everybody was on the Lion bandwagon, especially because of hard knocks, and they liked the coach, but let's be honest. The Lions have been banged up with injuries. We know that's so of a lot of other teams. But to lose to a bad Seattle team, and they're a bad Seattle team, and allow them to put up 550 yards of offense, make Geno Smith look like Johnny Unitas, and 48 points. If you're the Lions and you put up 45 points against Seattle and you lose, I mean, how do you even look yourself in the mirror? 45 points and lose? Detroit, same old Detroit. The only difference is once in a while they're favored now before they lose, as they were today, and lose to Seattle. Seattle's not a good club. 
They lost to the Falcons at home last week, and now they go and score 48 points in winning. And the Lions at 1-3 and three have to be bitterly disappointed. And you know what? People should be really down on them because they should have been better against the schedule they've played so far. It has not been a tough schedule, and they're 1-3. and three. Talk about disappointing. How about the Colts at 1-2-1? and one? The offensive line is a memory. Taylor, who was great last year, can't get started this year. A lot of people were ready to write the Titans off, but the Titans have a habit of staying alive, and they did. Uh, they won a game today. They needed to win to go to 2-2, two and two, and the Colts are 1-2-1, one, and, one. and really disappointed. You can't like anything you see from them. The Eagles, they continue to win. The only undefeated team at 4-0. Beat the Jaguars today, 29-21. Jacksonville got off fast in this game. They are definitely vastly improved. They can play on the defensive side. They have pass rushes. And Lawrence has weapons now. But I'll tell you something. He did not handle the ball today at all. All those fumbles which were absolutely crippling. Five turnovers for Jacksonville. You're not going to go on the road and win. It's amazing the game was that close. Go on the road and win against an undefeated team when you've turned the ball over five times, as they did today as the Eagles beat the Jaguars 29-21. But Jacksonville is vastly improved. I don't know what. Harbaugh's a heck of a coach. But what was he saying? What was he saying about his defense when he goes and doesn't take the lead and goes for it on fourth down and then loses 23-20? I understand his defense has injuries. But boy, oh boy, that was unbelievable. In the comeback by the Bills and the Bills who could have easily fallen to 2-2 two two today. Get out of town with a win. And things as the Ravens are two and two. So you don't write anybody, you don't write the Ravens off ever. You don't write them off at two and two when they have been decimated by injuries on defense and giving up big plays. But you really have to wonder what he was thinking there. That was a strange, strange situation. As the Bills come from 17 down to beat the Ravens today and what was a heartbreaking defeat for, for Baltimore. Chargers had to get back on track after last week being run out of their own building by the Jaguars. They bounced back today, but you know what? One easy against the Texans. I understand they opened up a big lead, yep, and they did. But you know what? Texans still moved the ball some in the second half to at least make the game representative. Pierce had a really big game. But... You figured the Chargers would bounce back. Texans are 0-3-1, and, and they're going to be in for another very long season. Talk about long season. How about the Panthers? If you can't beat that Cardinal team right now, which is still reeling and still decimated by injuries, you are in a bad way. Carolina's 1-3. and three. You want the coach who's going to get fired first in this season? You're looking at him. He's in Carolina if things don't improve quickly. 
one and three. They never score any points, and they get beat 26-16 today in a game they led early against Arizona. And Arizona somehow is two and two when really they have been decimated by injuries. They stole that game from the Raiders when they were down 20 nothing and won it in overtime. And that really has been a salvation for them. Come back today and now get to 2-2. Two and two, And that survived the first month of the season. Carolina, 1-3 and three, and not pretty. That's all you can say. Just, just not pretty. I mean, that team, you expect, and remember, Giant fans, Panthers turned it over three times today. They don't move the ball. How about McCaffrey's numbers so far? Today he rushed for 27 yards. Yeah, he caught the ball nine times, but he rushed for 27 yards. They had 220 net yards in the game against an Arizona team that has been extremely banged up. And like I said, you want to see somewhere where a coach has got to, he's got to get some wins in a hurry. It's in Carolina. Pats and Packers, and give the Pats credit. They really played a heck of a game. Remember, they didn't have their quarterback. They had to play Hoyer, you know, and then he goes down. They have to put the kid in from Western Kentucky. He actually played well. He did a nice job. He really did. They ran the ball really well. They played, They really frustrated Aaron Rodgers in the first half. In the second half, though, they really couldn't do much. Remember, after that pick six, they didn't do a whole lot, you know, and in in, they really didn't. I mean, they ran the ball well at times, but they didn't do a whole lot in the second half. Um, Rodgers has got to start to believe, and I think he did start to believe in Dobbs a little more today. Dobbs had a very questionable call where they called it an incomplete pass in the end zone. I actually thought it was a touchdown. He still had one touchdown, so he's had touchdowns in back-to-back games. He looks like the guy of the young guys. He, he was targeted eight times. He caught five balls today, and he had a long touchdown that was could have been called a touchdown. It wasn't. It was called an incomplete because when he hit the ground, he lost the ball. But I thought he had already had two big steps and then went to the ground, and the ground caused the fumble, but they didn't call it that way. So he didn't get, uh, you know, he didn't get that second touchdown. He had a decent game. He's learning, and that will allow Rodgers to not always look for Cobb and Lazard in big spots. He needs that guy who can be explosive. Dobbs can be that. Green Bay looks good on defense. They're 3-1. and one. They haven't gotten the offense in gear yet with their uh, offensive line has been banged up. And the young receivers... And you can tell how uncomfortable Rodgers has been, but he got the ball in overtime the second time and took it down the field. Hit Dobbs with a couple of passes on that, on that drive, got it down there, got a chip shot field goal, and won the game in overtime. Pats are 1-3, and three, but you know what? They've been highly representative. They really have. I mean, he's down to his third quarterback. They're dangerous. They're not going anywhere, but they're dangerous. Broncos, who I don't think are going to be good. I thought maybe Wilson would really energize them. I think I don't like what I've seen from them, and especially from their coaching standpoint. Uh, Raiders, 
with a hard luck 0-3 of all time going into today's game. They win the game today 32-23. They get a real big game from Jacobs. Adams gets 100 on nine catches. Big injury. Big injury uh, for the Broncos. Don't know the extent yet. Williams went down at running back. He's kind of the main guy with Gordon, the guy who goes in and slams it in the end zone. But they hoped for big things at Javante Williams this year. He looked the part for the most part. Uh, he looked like he was headed in the right direction. He hadn't really exploded on the scene yet. He did catch a lot of balls in week one. Now he's suffered what looks like it might be a severe injury. It looks like it's minimum a month, but it could be a severe one. We don't know yet. So the Broncos are two and two. The Raiders finally get their win at one and three. So the league through the first month has been as wacky as you would expect. I mean, Buffalo's three and one, but they haven't been dominant. Nobody in the North has done anything. And let's be honest, unless Baltimore gets his defense in order and Cincinnati gets its offensive line in order, somebody's going to win that division with nine wins. Indianapolis, everyone figured they were going to boss the South around. They haven't done anything yet, which opens it up for Tennessee and maybe even Jacksonville this year if things go right because they're definitely headed in the right direction. The surprise is in the NFC East where Philly's 4-0 and the Giants are 3-1 and and Dallas without Dak is 3-1. and With San Francisco's injuries, I think the Rams should have a cakewalk in the West. Green Bay is still the class and they'll get better as the season goes on to the North. And it should be Tampa even if they wind up falling to Kansas City tonight and they look like they're getting some of those receivers back, Goodwin and Julio Jones are coming back this evening. That looks like it should be very easy for Tampa there. Because Carolina, New Orleans is all banged up. Carolina's going nowhere. And Atlanta's done a nice job so far. They really have at 2-2. and And they've you know, got some good young players. But clearly they're not going anywhere in in sense of as far as the postseason or anything this year. So it should be a pretty easy run for Tampa that year. Even if they don't wind up being a 12 or 13 win team, they're still going to wind up uh, having their way in that division. But here in New York, the headline one quarter into the season is that we have a season. For the first time in years, we have teams that have shown respectability that have earned a little credibility and are headed in the right direction. Let's see. Let's see what happens as the Jets get ready to take on the Dolphins and the Packers in the next couple of weeks. Let's see what happens as things get a little tougher for the Giants against the Packers than the Ravens even a trip to Jacksonville in the next couple of weeks. But at least this thing isn't over before the postseason starts in baseball, and that has been the case in the last couple of years.
Back to wrap things up right after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. And remember, for all your wagering needs, you go to Bet Rivers in New York, in New Jersey, and play Sugar House in Connecticut. Remember, the baseball season wraps up on Wednesday. We'll see. We know what the Yankees' fate is as the postseason opens. We're still awaiting the Mets. So be ready for that and what should be a very, very busy week. And we'll have plenty of podcasts to cover all of it. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.